Welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast where every week I come up with a new playlist for a life event, moment, occasion um, with a different guest. And this week we're coming up with a playlist for a road trip to Disney with my guest, Ken Plume. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. Welcome. I love music and I love podcasts. Yes. You're and I love talking to you. Aw, thanks. You're a big podcast guy. I am. I guess that's my that's thing. Your thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that's that what defines I, me yeah, in this well, millennial it's how, age? It's how I know you. <laughs> I think it's how a lot of people know you. Oh, I hope so. I've, I, I've done your podcast two times, three times. Three times. Three times. I think yeah. it's three. Yeah. I feel like it was two just general and then uh, the 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 Bugsy Malone deep cut yes. episode. <laughs> Maybe by the time people hear this, we'll have done seven or eight more. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, <clears throat> there's always time for a bit of a chat. <laughs> Your podcast. Thank you for the for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this this was your suggestion the the Disney. It was. Theme. I've got it on my mind. Yeah. So, so it seemed like a, a good fit. Well, you were just there, right? Uh, multiple times. Yes. M- multiple times. Yeah. I mean, okay. That, explain that's, that. That's my thing. Uh, well, I have an annual pass. Do which you is, live here? Uh, I do not. Okay, so you have an annual pass. And you have to you have to travel to to use it. I have to travel to use it. Wow. Well, I mean, if we really want to get into the weeds on this, uh, as far as I have the super pass. Does that mean all of them? It's all of them. It's both coasts. It's Disneyland and wow. all of the Disney World. I didn't parts. Even know that existed. Oh yes, it's called the Premier Passport. Wow. But you know how expensive it is to go to any Disney park. Sure. It's like It's like over a hundred dollars. Yeah. So if you go for a couple of days, yeah. the pass, comparatively, it pays for itself if you go for more than like four days to the park. Yeah. Makes so. sense. I'm not judging. So I'm, I'm an, sort of judging myself. I'm an adult Disney fan. You're an adult Disney fan. Barely. People, <laughs> you feel judgment for it. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's this idea that like it's kind of gross if you're not going under duress with children. Yes. That, like, that's what the parks it's are for. It's not like Chuck E. Cheese, though. It's no. Not, it's not like, also, A, with Chuck E. Cheese, you have to have a child with you. Well, yeah. Or, you know, it, you're not allowed in it. Or, like, Legoland. That is a park that is intended for children, and parents are there to accompany the children as guardians. Yeah. Disney is intended for wonder. Wonder. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the whole th- reason Disneyland exists is that Walt Disney got bored taking his kids to the local park where he would just have to sit on a park bench and watch his kids do things all day for them to have fun. It's like, why can't we all have fun as a family? Hmm. Yeah. Some things, that I, I feel like this is somehow uh, inspiring our producer Aristotle more than most other things. Seeing a lot of <laughs> nods of approval. Cause, adult Disney fan? Yes, he is an adult Disney fan. Yeah. Um, and especially, He's also mute, so we're going to have to communicate yes, yes. on the podcast for him. Well, and there's also, especially now that uh, they have Star Wars and everything. And, yes, and Disney like, now owns the, everything. Yeah, and all the Marvel stuff. It, it feels like th- there's no shame in that game. Yeah. Live I, it up. I mean, in making the suggestion for this to be the playlist mm-hmm. and then examining sort of my love also of Disney music, I, I want to say none of this is with any irony. Oh, yeah. I had to make, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, are, are any of these like ironic choices? Of, I was like, no, I have no irony or shame about liking Disney music, which is also some of the most phenomenally well, it's, uh, written songs. It's an insane catalog, first of all. So extensive. There's so many Disney songs and written by some of the best songwriters of different eras. Like, it, it, you, this was hard to, to come up with just five. And I had to because we each did five, um, and I had to specifically uh, really can think about the fact that this is not just a Disney playlist, it's a road trip to Disney. Yeah, yeah, and that was also went into my decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you build excitement for going to go spend time in IP land? Yes, yeah, because there's also, um, there's definitely a, a singing along backstage at a college musical Disney song playlist, um, that's mostly just part of this world um, over and over. Um, then there's there's the... It's for the acoustics, right? More than anything yeah. else. It's... Oh, it's for the competitively singing o- over other girls. That's <laughs> that's what that's for. Um, and you, you got your love songs... You got your uh, you got you got your your parent parental songs, your lullabies. 
So yeah, this was your showstoppers. Yeah, this we th- these were move along jams. Totally move along jams. You want to get into it? I do. Let's, I really do. Okay. <laughs> 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 I want to stop talking. <laughs> Bring on the songs. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll start. Uh, first pick. I mean, it's it's pretty on the nose, but I had to go with it. Rascal Flats, Life is a Highway. So uh, the original is by Tom Cochran, and I am uh, a gross trash person who prefers this version. I very often, let's crank that up. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Rascal Flats. Because life is not a low highway. No. It's it's the slicker version, but it, I like it. All right. Um, this is one that was recorded in an actual studio. Yeah. Yeah, not not on a highway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I'm not supposed to like this version. I'm not supposed to like the American office more than the British office, but I do. Uh, I, I like I like candy and soft foods is what I'm saying. I like that just as a name. <laughs> candy and soft yes, foods. Just as a name of a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Eliza Skinner story. Candy and soft foods. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this. I love the song. It's a great road trip song. It's definitely a Disney song. It is. It's a it's a film that I have mixed feelings about. Cars. Do you? Why? I I don't want to like it because it just it it just feels like low hanging fruit. Yeah. Pixar. It doesn't feel like a Pixar film to me. It's like Pixar sets such a high bar, and this one just seems like toys. Yeah. But. And I've seen it dozens of times because my nephews were really into it as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it grows on you. Yeah. As the the vocal performances are all great. The songs are good. I like Randy Newman's score mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't I can't hate it. And also, as far as theme parks go, Cars Land is pretty nice. It's it's a good time and a great ride. That's the a good Radiator ride. Springs Racers. Uh, the, the line can be a little long, but um, single rider. Oh yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> even with a doesn't matter how many people I'm with. I'm like no. we're all single rider, right? Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you're a mook. Like, yeah, I'm not here to like spend time with you guys. No, <laughs> I'm here no. to experience the park. Ride, ride. We'll um, we'll Photoshop our photos together later. Yeah, we'll be in the same car. Yeah, yeah. We all know what he, what we look like. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I don't care for that movie. I, I've watched it and been like, okay, yeah, you're right. It's an, it's a good movie. I understand why kids like it. But I just hate, I have a real problem with faces on vehicles. I don't like them. It's like a, like a gut thing. I don't like faces on trains. I don't like faces on planes. I don't like faces on cars. No, thank you. I don't like having to think about where their brains go. Where do they eat? Let alone any kind of reproductive stuff. So you're just like... Very anti-anthropomorphizing things. Yeah. Do not... No vehicles. So so there's people that put googly eyes on things. You're like total... things, I'm fine with it. You put it on a a palm tree, that's a delight. Put it on like a a banana or a stack of books, sure, yeah. transport... No. No go. Disgusting. No thank you. Is it because you actually ride inside that transport? Maybe. That's gross. And you're thinking about, oh... to climb inside this thing? I get inside a talking car. Now I hate it even more. I hadn't even thought of that. Do they want me in here? Oh, God. Did I ask to drive this car? What a nightmare. I'm I'm a parasite. Uh, Ugh. No thanks. Yeah. No, not for me. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Thank you. Thanks. Also, it did feel like, as you said, low-hanging fruit of like, what are boys like? We got to make a boy movie. What? Can we do a movie like Sticks? No, that's not it. Uh, oh, I kind of, I really want to see Pixar Sticks dirt, and Dirt. Dirt and Rocks. No, that's not it either. Uh, oh, Cars. There we go. Oh, everyone loves Cars, yeah. right? I mean, they keep doing these different versions of Cars by doing like the pl- Cars 2 and then Planes. They're for sure, there's going to be a trucks. There's going to be. I there's going to be a construction movie that's just a bunch of construction trucks and like backhoes and stuff and dump trucks and little boys are going to be like, oh, I love this. And I'm going to be bored. Does any vehicle work? What if it was like a bicycle, a talking bicycle? For, well, does it upset me? Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. Yes, that still bothers me. Because okay. that's too skinny. That's like a weird um, like mosquito type thing. Does it have to be... Motorized, so it doesn't have to be motorized. Bicycle, obviously, it doesn't have a motor. Yeah, no. So, you know, rickshaws are out. Yeah, no. They seem, you know what it is? They seem enslaved. That's true. They seem like, I have to do this thing. I have to cart people around. I'm not choosing it. But maybe it's I can't even stand up. 
And when they stand up, that's weird because they have those little soft wheels that they walk on. Oh, breaks. when they get the flat tire yeah, and no. they're like, oh, I don't want to see an injured car that's yeah. hobbling along on its flat tire. And who's going to change that tire? Yeah. Who takes care of them? Oh, they're so feeble. They they just like, they, they seem wounded. But then I just they- go back to Maximum Overdrive, the Stephen King oh, film. And sometimes evil. Yeah. It's like, were there humans? Was this, are we seeing the results of the uprising? Mm, mm-hmm. And this is like a Planet of the Apes scenario, and we're seeing the distant future. Or like it, it, in the Justification and the Transformers movies where they are, they come from outer space. They're, they're outer space robot aliens? Well, well, technically they're aliens. They're extraterrestrials if they've yeah, but, not come from this planet. But what? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. They're, they're, they're clearly made by somebody. They're construction things. But they make each it's chicken or the egg. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. I think they're lying to us about where the where the transformers if come from. If anyone wants to convince Eliza of the positive nature of cars as an artistic enterprise, mm. please contact her on the various social media. Yes. I'll take those calls. <laughs> Next song, uh your first song. Uh, you know what? Because we've just started on a road trip and we had the wonderful foley of the song you chose. Yes. <laughs> to show that we've actually started the vehicle yep. and gone. Uh, I'm going to go with my going on a road trip song, which is Open Road from the, uh, from a Goofy movie. Hmm. The 1995 big screen adventure of Goofy, which I think is a great road trip song. Great. It's a delight already. Great riff, just to go in. Pulley's back. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those driving sounds. Need a break from modern living. I do. Long to shed your weary load. Who does? Sure, yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, uh-huh. If your nerves are raw and your brain is dry, just grab a friend and take a ride together. Sounds aggressive, but I'm sold. Right? I mean, it's just <laughs> if you're gonna go on a trip, you're all in. Yeah. Um, uh, granted, his son wants none of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's was that was the weird thing about a Goofy movie. Like, I'd never thought of Goofy as the authority figure, as like the the grown up. I'd never thought of him as as a kid. But I just I hadn't thought of any kind of generational age thing with any Disney characters. I love how you've gone right past the procreation issue oh, and we, wondering about that, and well, then right to. Because I guess that's how I can I, I processed it as a as a kid. We never saw like, a Goofy courtship. Yeah. We never saw a goofy marriage. <laughs> yeah, a goofy night together. <laughs> goofy after dark. Yeah, no, none of that. Um, we skipped right into single father goofy, yeah. which also, a lot of questions you don't want answered. Yeah, well, there's also always that thing that, like, they, there there seems to be a, um, a an implied need to see a teen or kid version of these characters that we already like. Which a goofy movie is. I mean, Max, his son was a much younger kid in uh, the uh, Goofy television mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. which is the precursor to this. Mm-hmm. Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decided to age him up, I guess, to draw in teen audiences to a Goofy movie? Also, kids always like uh, characters a little bit older than them. Like, little kids like older kids, older kids like teens. So, yeah, maybe they're like... Uh, An aspirational Goof. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, were, you a, were you a fan of this movie? You know, it's it's. I was technically an adult when this when this <laughs> came out. This was uh, not to age myself, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, this was this came out the year I graduated high school. Oh, so I probably should have aged beyond it. But a Disney fan, and I didn't care. Uh, yeah, for me, I was a little I was a little old for it, and and we didn't have cable. Was this a, a a release in theaters? This was a theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess for me, where I was at, I was like. This is for little kids, and there, it, there's no princess songs in it, so no thanks. Goofy is a Disney princess, please. Mm, I, I just don't feel the 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 the, the sweeping, uh, wind blowing, aspirational song. I want to be where the yeah. people are. <laughs> yeah, no, that I would have been like, okay, all right, I relate to that. Um, yeah, this is a great road trip song. This is this is fun. It's on the road. I love it. Next, now I'm gonna present my next song. I feel like we're we're staying upbeat. We're having a good time. I'm waiting for the foley. No, no foley <laughs> in this one. This one jumps right into it. Life is 
Oh, now we're cool teens oh. on a road trip. This is a great jam. Might solve a mystery. Oh, everybody, DuckTales. Ooh. I had to go one of the yep. This, all of these songs, you were talking about like, oh, do I listen to these with irony or these ironic picks? Like, not at no irony in loving this song. This is a jam. It's a bop. It's great. All of these, um, like afternoon cartoon Disney cartoon theme songs were all amazing. Oh, it, Chippendales I, Rescue Rangers. I have something to share with you at okay. some point later. Oh wow! Just you, not with anyone else. But oh, I'm going to no. mention it, so everyone's going to be jealous. Oh no! I actually have an audio cassette of the demos for the rejected Chippendale Rescue Rangers Whoa. theme song. Oh, so it's like like different versions. All of All the different things that they pitched. Weird for the theme song, and you can see why they chose what they did. Yeah. Uh, I also have a promotional video they released at the time, a music video by, I forget what the kid group was at the time, like the Jets. Mm. It was a weird late 80s kids group, but it was a promotional video that the entirety of the video was like a 10 minute video cassette, a VHS tape that they released as a promotional thing. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like it. I will share that. Okay. Oh, thank you. With you. Thank you. I'm very excited about this. But yeah, the songwriting, I mean, that was when Disney was unsure about going into that marketplace. Mm -hmm. So they really put their best monetary foot forward. And it's like, we're really going to make an effort to do these shows. So they're going to, and that was also still the era of, I mean, the 80s were the era of the theme song. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do great theme songs. We're going to put as much money as we possibly can on a TV budget into animation. So I'm just looking it up. This is, it was uh, written by Mark Mueller. Um, an Who American... also sang it, right? Yes. Well, no. He he wrote. He did the lyrics and the and he and the composing, but it was performed by Jeff Pisquetto, and this version was performed by Felicia Barton. This is from the new version of Ducktales. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, slightly less '80s production value. Yeah. Slightly less, but only slightly. Um, but he also did do the Rescue Rangers theme, so he did both of those. But I even Gummy Bears. That was a great bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah, and they and they're sung with full voice. They're not like we're singing this for kids. No, it's like no, they're just bombing bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. I love it. Why have you not recorded a cover of the Gummy Bears theme? You know what? No one's asking, and you Someone just, just asked. Did. Yeah. So <laughs> get ready, world. <laughs> it's coming. Um, yeah, I, I would I would drive anywhere listening to this song. And I love the Disney Afternoon. They released an album. They did? Of additional songs from the Disney Afternoon. It would have been, I think, right after Tailspin came out. So it sort of ends with Tailspin. It doesn't have Darkwing Duck or Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. But it has, like, the miscellaneous songs from the shows, like what? Gummy Berry Juice. What? What was that? When were they? Would this be, like, within episodes they would have songs? yeah. yeah. I do not remember that at all. It is a Disney Afternoon album. It is great. There are so many different Disney. We mentioned this slightly before we started recording. There's so many different Disney albums. I had I had a, a cassette tape of uh, dis. I had Disco di- Duck, like a Disco Mickey album, and one other one, um, which I feel like that was the like '80s era. Um, but then they started doing all of these, your favorite people re-recording Disney songs in different styles, or just, it's Ariana Grande instead of uh, The Little yeah, Mermaid. Yeah, or Brian Wilson's Disney album. Yeah. Or if, have you heard Los Lobos's? Yes. That is incredible. Yeah. When I you heard... hear what they do with like Not in Nottingham from Robin mm-hmm. Hood. Yeah. And they had, I had found it because they had one song on that, the same album that has the Harry Connick Jr. version of, um... Song from the, the the Jungle Book. These are all choices that I almost put on this playlist and like <laughs> didn't quite. Um, is it Bare Necessities or Want to Be yeah, Like You? I think it's Bare, it's bare Necessities. Um, that sounds like a Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. sort of. You can, you can hear him singing it. Bare it makes Necessities. It, right? Exactly. That's ex- that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> and I've never heard his version. Yeah, but, but you nailed it. Um, yeah, there are so many. And then there are also like the, like the, the ska versions and punk versions and because there's so many different subcultures of Disney fans that I feel like want their own. It's the same way when you go to the park, they have the ears that like, it used to just be, you get your Mickey ears. Now it's like, do you want steampunk Mickey? Do you want bride Mickey? Do you want 
Do you want uh, Space Mickey? They got all Do of you them. you want to forget Mickey and just get Oswald because you're old school? Sure. Yeah, they have that too. They have... Uh, the, I bought far too many Mickey ears in my day, by the way. I oh should yeah? say that, yes. Do you get I something did, embroidered on the back every time? When I go with friends, like an, I used to do annual trips. It was just like during Comic-Con time, I would have an annual trip and I would go with uh, friends of mine, uh, Molly Lewis, who's an uh, amazing artist, uh, and uh, Ben Swallow. We would go and that was our yearly trip. We would mm-hmm. tie around Comic-Con time. We'd go for, they'd go for a day I, I, or two. I'd try and go for like seven days if I could. Mm-hmm. But we would always commemorate it with, and I would be the one who would probably be the one who'd be like, we got to get it. We got it. I'll buy your ears. Yeah. 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 The last time I went to Epcot, I went with a friend and the, it, it was, there was like a lot of struggle all day. We're like, should we get him? I mean, we got to get him. Of course we're getting him. The rule is we're definitely going to get him. Should we? I don't know. Come on, we're adults. We don't need these. What are we going to do with them? <laughs> we gonna, I mean, are we, that, are we that into it? We are. Okay. Which one are we getting? No, no. You know what? This is too complicated. We can live without these. And yeah. then finally yeah. got I, the same ears. I the always get them at the end of the day though, because oh. if you're going to ride rides, I don't want to have a hat on. I don't yep. want to have to take care of a hat, wonder about a hat, take it off when you get on the ride and be wary of something happening to it. So it's like the last thing at the end of the night. It's my souvenir if I'm going to get it and walk out with it. But Ken, what about the gram? What about the selfies? What do you... I mean... What, what do you, ha, ha, you... I'm standing with the real Mickey. I don't have to have the hat on. Then it's just like, well, then then that, like fanboys. Like but that feels like an insult. I don't want to like, be like a cult member who's walking up and wearing his ears. That's not a cult member thing. That's like that's like I understand your culture. That's that's like I don't I, think I'm, Mickey. I think I'm gonna Mickey's be a little weirded out. Thing. Really? You think he's like? Oh, I think it's a little strange. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, now I can't argue with that. Cast member, please remove. <laughs> All right, next choice is yours. Uh, Well, we were talking about the weird, obscure things. So let's go with a ska take on a movie from an an underappreciated Disney film. Oh, how bouncy is this? Yeah. He has the head of a camel, the neck of a crocodile. Sounds rather strange. I love conversational songs. He's both (laughs) a fish and a man. It's not easy to find someone who cares. It's not easy. This is real big fish sounding a lot like they might be giants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very. A little bit bare naked ladies in there, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is from the film Peach Dragon. Mm hmm. Late 70s. Uh, Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney mm-hmm. uh, doing a drunk act when you could still do that for the entirety of a film. Mm hmm. Uh, Helen Reddy. Was the lead? I know I've seen it when, when I was little, but like I don't remember anything about it except really liking the look of the dragon. Uh, of uh, Elliot, the oh, dragon, mm-hmm. and his gibberish talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yes, young Pete, who is owned by a family who have a bill of sale for him, who are chasing, and he escaped from them, the, the Gogans. as the little boy is owned? Is owned. They have a bill Ooh. of sale. They bought him to, to work on their farm, mm. and they're chasing him down. And this is Shelly Winters is the head of that family. Huh. And she has a musical number in it, too. And to hear I didn't Shelley- even know this was a musical. Oh, it is a glorious musical. Huh. It has a great villain song performed by Jim Dale. And musical theater fans or Harry Potter fans who enjoy the audiobooks, Jim Dale was the the speaker on the audiobooks in the U.S. So why hasn't this stood the test of time? I mean, it has for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was it was a film. I should say that my experience with it is being of the age I am, and you know when the Disney Channel was dumping their entire catalog in the '80s and endlessly repeating all these things. That was a film that just you know stuck in my head because it was mm-hmm. always on. Oh, okay. So, but it is, it's, there's a, the 70s was basically Disney forever trying to recapture Mary Poppins. Yeah. I feel like it was a lot of live action with, like, with bits of animation yeah, in it. Yeah. I mean, that's what that. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks mm-hmm. is, which was a film that was their backup plan if they couldn't get Mary Poppins. Hmm. That's how long that film was sticking around before they finally did it 
after Walt died, and that was when they were trying to, we got to recapture things that Walt touched or had involvement in, and that was when they were having difficulty with Mary Travers oh. in doing Mary Poppins. Like, our fallback position is we got bed knobs and broomsticks lined up. Yeah. And chitty, chitty, bang, bang? Chi- no, never did chitty, chitty, bang, bang, which still boggles my mind. Didn't that? Wait, who it's did on sh- a Disney film. It's not? No. Well, there was someone else trying to do that yeah. same thing that Disney we'll was doing. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yep. It's weird to have a children's film written by Ian Fleming of I mean, James Bond fame. Also, again, don't care for all this car focus. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't alive. It was just a car that yeah, flew. It's still, still, uh, well, why are we so focused on these cars? So also not a fan of Herbie the Love Bug? No, no. But he didn't have a face, but he had a personality, which I still don't like. No. <laughs> they serve a purpose. Let them serve the purpose. It's fine. It's enough. Um... So yeah, I I love this song. This is a song between Helen Reddy's character and the young boy Pete, when he's trying to describe Elliot. So he's got the things that the devil, mm-hmm. the neck of a crocodile. That sounds very strange. Which is the back. Uh. Of, so this is their back and forth. Which then you scot up. Yeah. And I love how they're trying to pull out. Uh, wow, are we gonna. How are we going to scot this thing up? We're going to cool it up. When it's a dialogue song. Yeah. Between two characters and they're, you know, making it into a pop hit. Yeah. I wonder why they chose that one. It may just be an emotional attachment. It's like, I really love that song from Pete's Dragon. For sure. I think there's a lot of that. Jerry, Um, don't do that one. No, I'm going to make this work. This is my thing. um, Speaking of uh, the the, the emotional attachments and covers, I'm I'm throwing curveballs at... Aristotle left and right here. We're, we're going off road with the order of this. Off road um, on our road trip. Yeah, but we'll we'll make it work. Uh, what road trip is isn't complete without some Barbara Streisand? You you pack up the car, you throw on the Babs. I've got no strings to hold me down to make me fret or make me frown. But now I'm free. There are no strings on. I love it's got a, like a mosey, a mosey beat to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not hustling there anymore. You're you're on the highway. You're cruising. This is a looking at scenery song. Yeah, you're gonna get there. Don't worry about the traffic. No big. This is the song you would expect in a film that plays over the credits. Yeah. As you're driving along and it's establishing the character in their mm-hmm. scene in their environment and mm-hmm. as scenery and the. Nothing kooky's happened to him yet. No. But we have a good feeling about him. They got a they 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 fine world. Yeah, as like, you know, associate producer comes up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Babs. Oh, Why not? It was a, it's beautiful now. I want to hear the... I've never heard that version before. Yeah, it's on whatever album. You can find it. It'll be on this playlist, too. So uh, <laughs> when I put this playlist out, you can listen to the whole thing. Um, what's your next song? Well, I think we're going to go with the first one that's actually uh, a big feature in an attraction yeah. in the park. And I absolutely love this song, so I'll let it speak for itself for a moment. I mean, it's stupidly infectious. Oh, it's it's so catchy. People love this. So many people have covered this too, which is, I think, surprising because it it is only a thing that you experience there. Yeah, it's not from a movie. It's not something that should have been um, passed around in any other way. But people love it. But that, for me, is the, defines and one of the things I love about the park, and when it comes to those older attractions that are not based on existing films, that it's just. Walt going, I want a ride kind of like this, go crazy creative people and mm-hmm. come up with a ride that's not tied into a movie we've done. Yeah, that's that it, how you get Pirates of the Caribbean. That's how you get Haunted pa- Mansion. Exa- yeah, and Small World. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise. And Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, and they can evolve in ways. The You know, this was one of the two attractions that were established, uh, the bigger attractions for the World's Fair. Hmm. This and Small World were both World's Fair oh, attractions. I always wondered where this, wh- why this? So one of the keys to both of those attractions and the way they were developed the way they were was they needed to move a lot of people through, through. it. Through, mm-hmm. So this is why this is a big open room to seat a lot of people, do a show, get them out, move the next ones in. Mm-hmm. 
A lot and of we, tired people. And because it's World's Fair, it's also, we've established, this is developed technology. Here's audio animatronics. Mm-hmm. And this was the major introduction of audio animatronics hmm. is these birds that, and you know. Plants, and, and plants. And tiki masks. And uh, yeah, it it just is a show that is incredibly dated. Mm-hmm. It is born of the tiki craze post-war of, you know, everyone coming back from the Pacific and bringing back this island culture. And, like, now we're going to open up uh, Trader Vic's. Hmm. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, the and it's full of cultural stereotypes as far as the four lead birds, as far as we're going to have, here's the German bird, here's the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is ultimately just a joyous... Production, and this is the big opening number, and I just love how it just sticks with you, and it is an earworm. It is mm-hmm. a tremendous earworm. Oh, yeah. You'll you'll walk around singing tiki 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 yeah. all day long. Um, yeah, I always wondered, like, what was the deal with this? Before I went, I so many people had told me about or had referred to the, the tiki room, like, that's my favorite part. So I'm like, wow, this is going to be so exciting. And went and was like, w- what? <laughs> Why, where's the exciting? Where it, it had just been like oversold and sold in the wrong way to me. Right. So it took a few more times to be like, oh, this is just delightful. This is just a biz- a, a a delightfully bizarre break in the day. And all and speaking to that, not as far as the delightful part of it. In a long day at the park, it is a nice, cool room that Ooh. you can sit down in. Ooh, it's a joy. They allow you to eat and drink in there. Mm, bring in your Dole Whip. Oh, uh, Dole Float. Come on, oh, please. Oh, oh, you gotta, you gotta I'm plus so, it. Sorry, I mean, I, I, I like a spoon. Yeah, um, oh, but, but you can, you can, you have a spoon and a straw. It's okay. great. All right, that's true. That's true. Uh, as, as someone who nearly died at Disney World uh, <laughs> from dehydration uh, caused by being at Disney World and making poor choices when mm-hmm. it came to maintenance, mm-hmm. uh, the electrolytes in having that pineapple juice that's in a dull float uh, is very smart. <laughs> it's necessary. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I do think the last time I went, I made it a float and was like, oh, this is the way to go. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, uh, it's great. You remind me of something else I was going to say about it. Did you? Are you trying to say something? Why do I keep doing <laughs> I keep being like, what is Aristotle communicating to me? Um, speak, speak, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just it's a it's a it's a great choice. It's so much fun. I'm going to present another song. Uh, the next song is um, that was so that was the first one from an actual attraction at Disney, right? And I think this is the first one. Oh no, this isn't any first anything else. We should give no more clues and just see if Aristotle can guess it. No, it's so mean to him. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the first one from a from an attraction, and this is the first one from an Osmond. Oh, that's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's tough with these because they they because the, the ones from the movies have so much lead in. <laughs> it's like we got to hear these. All right, now we're getting into song a little bit, not not just throwing around uh, what big totems and hitting things. Okay, <laughs> to the start of the song. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, now some anticipatory horns. Oh, it did or violence. There we go. Let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. Defeat the Hans. When's that beat gonna drop? Oh, now we're getting into gender issues. I like how he rolled that. Just carry that. I'll have a oh, bet. And bet. I mean, he's not Donny Osmond for no reason. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Okay, we shouldn't keep it going because it's taking a while to get into it. We could, we could take it out. Take it out. This song rocks. It's it's a it's a slow build, but it's I'll make a man out of you from Mulan, uh, which a lot of people don't remember had music in it. Oh man, this has great music in it. It had a a, a song that became a, a a real hot banger from um, Christina Aguilera, Reflections. Um, so yeah, they've got a comedy song in it called "A Girl Worth Fighting For," which is uh, when 
you, you know Mulan. Yeah, Mushu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, she, um, she befriends like the, the weirdos, the weirdo boys when she's like a boy soldier. And it's all of them singing about the type of girl that they are fighting for. Um, but uh, I just, I, I love this song. It's my jam. It's super fun. And are you hoping they retain the music for the live action version? Oh, so I hope I'm hoping they stop making live action versions. They're we always don't inferior. Need them. We don't need them. They're inferior. They're uh, there's this personality. The They're like spooky. A bad tribute act. Yeah, no, we don't come up. The thing that do they not know about Baba Yaga? Like, do they not? Are, do they? There are so many other stories they could be making new movies from instead of just rehashing the same seven fairy they, tales. And it would be one thing if they did it poorly the first time. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's get it right this time. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I love Mulan. I saw it on a plane the first time, which meant I cried my brains out because um, that's what happens when I watch anything on a plane. Anything? Um, pretty much, almost anything. Like Jaws three. Well, on a plane? except you know what left me high and dry on a plane. Manchester by the Sea. Really? Manchester by the Sea. I was like, I laughed at because I was like, this I mean, is comical how it, sad this it, it, is. Yes. It's it's too much. It's not connecting with me. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. It is, if Puppy Dog Eyes were a film. These would be Puppy Dog Eyes plucked out of a dog's yeah. head and put on a plate. Yeah. Like, it's so much, it's, I can't feel anything for it. No, it, no, it's crossed over beyond being emotion you can relate to on an emotional level beyond just absurdity. Yeah. Yeah, it's ugh, it's it's a bad movie. Do we have um, a song from that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the big I want song from Manchester it, by the Sea? Right. Um, I want to be by the sea with all of my children still living. <laughs> I want to drown in the water. I want to just stop living. <laughs> I want to see my ex-wife. No, wait, I hate her. Down where it's dark <laughs> and I am dead. Down where I've tied rocks to my head and jumped in the sea. I wish I could be in Manchester by the sea. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> it's workshopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you pick. You pick. Well, I had to pick at least one villain song. I love a villain song. And there's a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one for me is like the biggest, biggest brassiest, just lovably... All in. Let's not be coy. It's the best one. Yeah. I agree. That's why I picked it. My dear <laughs> child. That's what I do. It's what I live for. To help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Poor souls with no one else to turn to. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me, well, a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light, and made a switch. True, yes. And I fortunately knew a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh, I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed. Acting moment. Poor unfortunate soul. Ah, it's so good. What I love it, it's, I think, of all their collaborations for Disney films, mm -hmm. this is Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. This is the pinnacle. I think this this was the first one they did. Yes, Little Mermaid was the first so film they did. It was like, whoa. Yeah, with right this out new the gate. style of Disney. Yeah, what is this? This full-on, we're doing a musical, and the songs aren't asides. No, they're catchy, they're funny, they're And they're smart. story, they're integral to the mm -hmm. story. Yep. I mean, this is, and just the the lyrical wordsmithery Oof. of this is just astounding when you just dissect it as character beats and just playing with language. And oh my gosh, the characterization by Pat Carroll singing this. I mean, the, her performance in the part in general, but boy, she nails it in this song. She's so good. She used to come to Richmond every year, my hometown, and be in Nonsense. Really? She did an annual production of Nonsense. Um, but also did Poor Unfortunate Souls yeah, during it. Yeah. So when this, I was like, oh my God, we know her. <laughs> ah! Like It blew my mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
this is it's such a great song. And there you're right. There's so many great um, villain songs. I mean, Hellfire, a real weird one. Um, Cruella Deville. She doesn't sing it, but she's got just a catch, the catchiest tune. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and also this the film I really don't like. Uh, the one I'm going to mention, not this one we're talking about, <laughs> not Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, but I I really love the villain song from Pocahontas. What is that? Mine, 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 as oh. sung by the governor by David Ogden Stiers. Completely forgot about it. Because he also great. just goes to the wall and fully commits. Uh, and this is when they were regularly using David Ogden Stiers because he'd also been Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And fans of MASH may know him uh, as well because he was. Who was he in? He was um, Major. Uh, come on. Uh, I, I was a big fan of MASH. I can't believe I'm oh, forgetting this right now. Um, he was the one who replaced Frank Burns as their antagonist. In, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm forgetting. Yeah, myself. right? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fill this in later, Ariston. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, well, I think all of, all of the, the like, post- um, uh, Little Mermaid song, musicals all had like pretty killer villain songs. Oh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Scar's song mm-hmm. from Lion King. Princess and the Frog. Also not sung by Jeremy Irons. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Sung by Jim Cummings, the voice of Winnie the Pooh and <gasps> Tigger and Darkwing Duck. does surprise me. Yep, there you go. Weird. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that this belongs on every... Disney playlist. And I will say, if if we ever do the karaoke night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this would have been one of my choices. Oh, I love it. I my sister actually played um Ursula in has has done this song in a number of performances. She's played Ursula in eh, a bunch of different productions. Um so I feel weird when I sing it because I'm like, well, it's kind of her song officially, but I love singing this song also. Um the song that I think gets forgotten about from this musical, Les Poissons. I love Les Poissons. Love to chop and to serve little fish. Love to cut off their heads and to pull out the bones. You know, I, that's a great one also, just as a side note. Also, and the actor? Who? René Aubergenois. Who's that? Rene, you want a little trivia from Rene Aubergenois? Of course. Uh, played Odo on Deep Space Nine. Oh. Played Clayton Endicott III on Benson. What? Which yeah. is his, yes, which is his tie to Robert Guillaume. Yeah. Uh, who you know is Rafiki from oh. Lion King. Uh, also was one of the first people to play Spider-Man. Huh. He, he played play, Spider-Man? He played Peter Parker Spider-Man in an incredible rock comic. An album that was put out in the early 70s. It is a full-on musical presentation like a radio play with songs in it incredible like like sort of like all session players weird so they're in but they're like the most amazing like so it's it was just like a record yeah and it's like you know like one of the songs is it's such a groove to be free okay because it's early 70s yeah but the musicianship behind it i mean they're session players so they yeah they can knock a song out they're jamming hard but his performance is just incredible I can't believe it. my spider sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, I remember him being kind of pointy looking. Yes, yes. Yeah, he has very sort of bird-like yes. features. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, cool. That's so, fair. Look at you with all the trivia, <laughs> all the time. So now it. over to your next. Now choice. Now my next choice, which um, I guess is my this is my last choice, um, and we're we're yeah, it's my last choice. Um, okay. The traditionalists are not going to like this choice, but my argument I'm is... I'm leaving. Goodbye. My argument is <laughs> they own what they own, and this is a road trip playlist. Oh, it's a gorgeous day. Yep, certainly is. Yep, terrific day for a drive. Yeah, it's beautiful country out here. A frog and a bear seeing America. Oh, it's so good. 
along in search of good times and good news with good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. I hope it does. I hope it does become a habit. Once let's reach out and grab it. Yeah. Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabot. Cabot? Eh, moving right along. along. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this whole song. This whole album. The, I, I, I love this soundtrack. I, I saw some ranking someplace that was like the top 30 or like all, ranking all of the Disney soundtracks. And this was like near the bottom. What? Which I'm like, you, you how dare you? You guys are so, not that Disney made the ranking, but like Disney is so uh, lucky to have this in their So are you catalog. assuming this is weird purists that are like, it technically wasn't a Disney film when it was made and exactly. they just acquired it. That's exactly the voice Jerks. I heard in my head when yeah. I was like, should I, mm, I could just, I could, I could put in some garbage from uh, Beauty and the Beast. The or- fact is, if I can walk into a Disney theme park right now and hear this song as part of an attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Which you can at Muppet Vision 3D, which sadly is no longer Disneyland, which is only at Disney World now. Oh, yeah. Although technically, you know, uh, I think uh, every song on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack are technically Disney songs now because they're played in the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Yeah, but we got to draw a line someplace. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you could just, instead of using this playlist... Just use the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an intergalactic a, road trip. It's a cheat. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, or but if yes. you're driving, say, two hours to get there instead of just the one. Yeah. Um, but and this you need is more time. the amazing Paul Williams oh. and Kenny Asher. Oh, it's, all, it's so good. As a double team, just, you know, uh, uh, first paired together on uh, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. They did Jim that Hansen. before? Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't know that. Oh, that's a such an adorable soundtrack and and piece. I can't say it's a movie. It's barbecue. Yeah, oh. Um and those those bad uh No, I'm forgetting everything. The, the flying squirrels? Uh, the, no, the, oh, the, the Riverbottom Nightmare yeah, Band. The River There's no better ba- name for a bad <laughs> band than the Riverbottom Nightmare that Band. That and the snake who's only there to, to just occasionally be scary. pop out of the water because <laughs> he was a water moccasin. Yeah. Riverbottom Nightmare Band. Yeah, with his little teeth. Um, yeah, they're they're a great team. This is a great soundtrack. Every, I mean, of course, I heard it as a child, so it's my brain is warped in in favor of it. But I do feel like every emotion that the that each one of these songs is there to create, it does beautifully. But when you're constructing a road trip song. Uh, our playlist, you want something that's going to have an emotional response. Which this song does. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it energizes, you know, I don't think that either of us should apologize for any of these choices. I'm just saying I recognize that there could be dissent, but I, I feel that it's not worth it. it. I reject it. I reject the <laughs> dissent. I think that, that the, the pluses override any uh, 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 qualifications, any... Jerks. Yeah. Just say jerks. Any jerks. Yeah. yeah. The pluses override the jerks. Um, it's a great song. It's the best road trip song. Um, you can put I, this. I think also you can put into a playlist of any style of music. There's no if you're like we're doing all Pantera on this play on this road trip. If this song came up, people would be like, mm, okay. I mean, we'll we'll make an exception for for moving right along because it's too delightful. Also, I think you could play this in the pre-show at a Pantera concert and no one would be yelling, Pantera, shut nope. it off! They'd be like, oh shit, we love this too! Yeah, yeah it's it's so much fun. Pantera wasn't as good as the pre-show. Mm-hmm. It's friendship. It, it is, and that, if you're traveling with someone on a road trip, a bonding song like that is a great thing. I still think about it when I have to think up wh- wh- where the sun comes up. Gee, I've never seen the sun come up in the West. That's where you... <laughs> that, I have to think that line. Gee, I've never seen the sun come up in the West. Mm-hmm. You take it, you know best. Gee, I've never seen the sun come up in the West. Okay, also, that means it comes up in the East. That's how the planet works. Also, who was I talking to that, that considers the greatest line ever written in any comedy? Bear right. Uh, Left frog. It is great. <laughs> it's so great. Um, uh, Paul Williams wrote back, uh, responded to one of my tweets recently, and I was like, it's going to be a good year. 
The day that he followed me on Twitter, Ugh. I had to walk away and <laughs> quietly contemplate where my life yep. had journeyed to yep. to arrive at that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I had that when, uh, when Tyra Banks followed me. And then she unfollowed me. And I don't know what I did or why. She was just moving right along. She was. Hey, <laughs> she knows best. Um, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty stoked about that because I, w- I posted a picture of me in a um, in a in a Phantom of the Paradise in a Death Record shirt, and I was like, "Hey, huh? This?" And he was like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Ah, uh, Swan." Yes, yes, Swan. Um, I love that soundtrack too. We could talk about that just another day. Yeah. Um, all right. So my final song mm-hmm. uh, is, I mean, it's it's a Disney song from a video game. Okay. And not only that, it is the recently remastered version, but this is just, this song, speaking of earworms, has been stuck in my head. Also, that level was nearly impossible in the video game, so I probably heard it for hundreds of hours. But I think as far as video game composing, which is underappreciated, uh... Uh, in regards to that, I think this is one of the greatest cuts of music ever written. All right. Hit it. Ooh. Okay, we're we're probably at Disney by now, but we're in the parking garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're making our way mm-hmm. into the parking structure. Uh-huh. Yep, going up and around. We just paid our parking fees. Uh Uh-huh. Want to find a place that's pretty close to the escalators? We got got that tram in mind. Yeah, but honestly, it's going to be a great day, no matter where we park. We're talking about, do you you have the sunscreen? Uh Uh-huh. I already put it on. I don't don't have to carry it with me all day. Make sure you don't forget the keys. It's all in the fanny pack. Does everyone have the tickets? Let's go! Oh, and just... Stepping out of the car, this is the moon theme mm-hmm. from the from the moon level of DuckTales, the video game, released by Capcom mm-hmm. in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a few years ago, done a remastered version. Uh, I think Way Forward was the studio. But they went through and remastered all the music, and there were no voice uh, voices recorded because it was an old school Nintendo game. But for this version, they actually brought the original DuckTales voice actors back. Oh. And added dialogue into it and recorded it, so it's like watching Duck the old school Ducktales again, pre David Tennant. Screw, just as Alan Young. Yeah, I never, I never had any kind of gaming systems growing up, so I never. So this track was brand new to you. Brand new to me, Um, but it was still good. Um, I think that that means that it's. I I think that's a high compliment to it that someone who has no affinity for it or connection to it, I'm still like, oh, this is a neat little jam. And I will say, I mean, that was not even half of where that track gets to. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. just cuts loose Yeah, near the end. Yeah. Well, I listened to it. Uh, I don't know if I got all the way through it, but I listened to it before when you sent it. Well, that, that if you're going to put a capper on just excitement, <laughs> that... Uh, but why would you? Because you know what? We're going to the moon. <laughs> we're leaving this earth and we're going to another place. Disneyland is another place. Mm-hmm. It's it's divorced from whatever reality you entered it's with. It's the happiest place. It's it's Tomorrowland and Yesterdayland mm-hmm. and every land in between. Um, what what's your when you get to the park? What's first? Emotionally or mm-hmm. for practical reasons? Because I know how to play the park. <laughs> I want both answers. <laughs> uh, I love. To go on Haunted Mansion. My man. That's my that's my emotional. That's what I chose as the best Disney ride of them all. That's the one, except in fall. When you get Haunted Mansion holiday. I, I'm angry with it. I hate it. Here's here's my thoughts, because you're very similar to a friend of mine named Hal Lublin, who mm-hmm. loathes when that overlay comes in. The way I look at it is, I love the artistry of how they're able to pull off that overlay and mm. the fact that it is an overlay mm. that is temporary and the original returns. If it was a replacement for it... I would riot. Yes. Just me, alone. But the fact that it at is... At a Disney store, it is far just, away from the park. <laughs> yes. that it is, I The people I do feel bad for 
are the ones who this is their first visit to the park ever, Ugh. and that's the version that is their first Ugh, experience. Imagine. So, so for that I, that's the caveat on me saying that I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Haunted Mansion is is my emotional, my practical mm-hmm. is uh, I walk into the park, I get a. Fast Pass. Now you can do it on the app because mm-hmm. uh, technology in the future. Mm-hmm. I get a Fast Pass for Space Mountain because that's the one that and Indiana Jones, but I prefer Space Mountain over oh. that. Indiana Jones. No. Indiana Jones is a great ride that ran out of money. Yeah. And I, so you get just two empty rooms near the end. <laughs> I don't love it. The animatronic is like lazy and it's. I just love the fact that it's John Reese Davies reprising Sala in the queue. In yeah. The... Indy! Welcome! It breaks down a lot. It is a ride that is probably broken down more than it's running. Yeah. It is a ride that barely runs when it's running. I honestly forget about it. Yeah. I um, mean, so Space Mountain is the fast pass I get. Mm-hmm. So I have that in my pocket because that's the one that usually goes fastest through the day. But my first practical ride, because I just want to get on a ride that's exciting, is the Matterhorn. Because you can uh... single rider and walk right on it. It, granted, is the most painful ride you will ever ride in the park. But it has the things that you were talking about, about the, it's 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 its own thing. It's not based on a movie. It's just the Matterhorn, and it's got these hilarious, delightful little, um, yet, are they Yeti? Are they Abominable Snowman? So here here's Disney trivia for you. Okay. Uh, it in, is based on in, something. In Disneyland, it's an Abominable Snowman. Okay. In Florida, there's an Expedition Everest ride. That's the Yeti. Oh, one okay. is wholly created, mm-hmm. which is the abominable snowman. I prefer that. The Yeti is based on folklore, so that's why they wanted to be authentic to what the folklore is of Everest. Mm. Meaning, for cultural sensitivity, we're not just going to call it an abominable snowman because there is within the the, the people lore. of that of that of the Everest area. Mm-hmm. You know, there is specifically within their folklore and culture the idea of the Yeti. Yeah, but I like a monster with a modifier. Yeah. <laughs> Call him the abominable Yeti. Well, you can call him what? What is a what is a? What I mean, abominable. What about the? Ye- Ooh, that's such a good he, one. He's the yattering Yeti. Yeah, yeah, but not, we, not as forceful. Abominable. <laughs> what else is abominable? You know what'll make him slightly less abominable? Mm. He has a he has a name. What? Harold. No. The name of the abominable snowman in Disneyland is Harold. Ah. Uh. And here, here's... He works in HR. <laughs> I can dig into so much trivia. Here's your, your last piece of Matterhorn. Oh, okay. Two last pieces of Matterhorn. All right. Uh, so Harold is the, is the abominable snowman. Oh, I also like the outfits that they wear. Oh, the little later hosen. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. If you work there, if you're working that ride, you have the little cute little letter And, and oh. I, I love the voiceover actor in the queue. Yeah, yeah. Hello, welcome to the Matterhorn. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So... Uh, in there, they, they recently redid the ride. Mm-hmm. So they made a full animatronic of almost snowman in there that, you know, Harold leaps out at you. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, the original one, the static one version, is still in Disneyland. Where? Technically, it's in California Adventure. If you go into the redesigned, what used to be the Hollywood Tower of Terror, the mm-hmm, Twilight Zone mm-hmm, Tower mm-hmm. of Terror in California Adventure, which is now the Guardians of the Galaxy breakout ride, mm. uh, in the queue... You'll notice on one of the platforms is the original Herald mm. on display. Mm. So he's in he's in there as an alien in the collector's collection, but that is the original Herald from Ooh. the Matterhorn. Speaking of aliens, have you ha, have you gone on the uh, the Lilo and Stitch in Florida? That right? The Lilo and Stitch in Florida. Yeah, in at the Florida park, their Lilo and Stitch ride that used to be the alien. Oh, oh yes, yes. The what used to be the alien encounter, yes, which was the most terrifying ride ever created for a Disney park. Yes, and then they, made which is it... now just the the belch and yeah, yeah. Boo! I don't like that update. Yeah, it, it's the also the the frozen ride that used to be the crazy Iceland ride. With the trolls in it. Yes. Go back. What? Go back. Like, at first you're like, oh, I'm learning about the industry and economics of Iceland. And then it's like, what? Wait. Yeah. Or Suddenly Norway or whatever. There's a tree like, troll in front of you who's yeah. pushing your boat backwards. And it's so crazy because they're like, here are facts about Norway. Um, we, we we sell these things and these people work on these ships. And then also Hello. these crazy trolls. Welcome to Norway. <laughs> yeah. And now, oh, look, there's a troll. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I love the weird... Old rides. But I love that it, it ends right back in sort of 
a mundane place because mm -hmm. like oh and, yeah and now we have offshore drilling yes, and fisheries the, the offshore drilling is like so lonely that room when you're floating through it it's like nighttime. it's like oh we're next to a pylon that's yeah. the support for one of the platforms we yeah oh we're done okay yeah what about the troll uh yeah but you no, know no. you know what eliza let it go oh gosh <laughs> wow wow yeah I'm sorry. I was trying to remember what the name of the, the snowman song was. Do you want to build a snowman? No, his song. His oh, summertime? The, his, his, it's it just summertime? It's, it's, it's the song Summertime. Okay. Wow, Sum Summertime. That doesn't work. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so we have a bonus, bonus song to talk about, an honorable mention that's not in the, uh, the playlist that people can download. Um, and that you know what? It's your song. Take it away. This is this is was originally my finale song. Mm -hmm. This was my big finish. Mm -hmm. uh, just as this is featured in the park, uh, but not this version. As cover versions go, and as far as just a joyous Disney song, and a great, incredible version by an artist I love who is underappreciated. Uh, Harry Nilsson did a cover of a song originally featured in the now shelved. Uh, Film Song, Song of, of the, the South, South mm -hmm. which uh, now a contextless ride called mm -hmm. Splash Mountain mm -hmm. <laughs> is based on. Mm -hmm. uh, he did Zippity Duda, and I absolutely love this version. Zippity Duda! Making some bold Harry Nilsson choices. It's like, oh, this is going to be like a little touch of Smilson in the night, kind of. Uh -huh. This is a mellow thing. No. No. He's luring you in right now in that Harry Nilsson way. Uh huh. Now he's got you. Yeah. Okay. And now the Harry Nelson of the Lost Weekend in the '70s is going to yeah. come out. I feel like he he was there at the beginning too. <laughs> uh huh. I love that it's on my shoulder. It's like All a Zydeco. Right, yes, truth, yes, it is. I mean, if you're going to make a party track out of Zippity Doodah. Everything is going to be satisfied. Uh, he's so good. <laughs> I mean, this is, so this, this, when I first heard this, and it's on a weird, obscure children's album that Disney put out. How did this album become obscure? I don't remember it being obscure. We, I couldn't find it. It's, it is. It's very hard to find. They don't, they don't have it on Spotify. I it's don't think Stay it's Awake. on uh, Apple Music. Yeah. It's called Stay Awake. It had, was it, was it too out? It was long. Um, but there's tracks by like Suzanne Vega, James Taylor, Harry Nilsson, all kinds of Disney covers by like really great people. Just absolutely. Yes. And they just, I, I guess they were just given the remit, do whatever the hell you want to do yeah. with the song. And they all did. Yeah. It's, very, it's uh, some very cool stuff on there. And this, this, I, I absolutely adore this. I mean, I adore Harry Nilsson. As do I. And, uh, I will defend the Popeye soundtrack to my ha! dying day. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Nelson fan. It's a beautiful nonsense song mm -hmm. that you can pretty much bring any baggage you want to it mm -hmm. or just see it as a, a fun song release. And I think Harry Nelson goes to town on it. Yeah. So I love that version. So, yeah. Well, you guys can find that version yourselves. Look for it. Google it. Or don't. Um, Ken, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Ken Plume on Twitter, and I think Insta Ken Plume on uh, yeah for the I, gram yeah on on the gram. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's mainly where I'm at, and they can go. Uh, a bit of a chat is the name of my podcast, where I talk to people for inordinate lengths of time. Oh yes, about, in depth <laughs> <laughs> about whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, oh, I, I co-wrote uh, coming up the Art of the Venture Brothers. Book. Oh. Cool. So it's an in-depth history and art of book that will be out this year. Great. 
Okay. And if there's anything that you um, think that we should have put on this playlist that we forgot about that you want to want to add on to it and tell me about, you can tweet that at me. Um, I'm at, at Eliza Skinner on Twitter. And uh, otherwise, that's it. Bye. Have a zippity doo dah day. Oh, come on. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com, and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about, and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess in the Queen Studio, and the podcast is produced by Cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh. And you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.